Welcome to Next Generation's First Generation, where Patrick Delmore and Sasha Shouties take a look back into their favorite childhood show, Star Trek The Next Generation. This is where we attempt to reconcile how we felt as children watching the show and looking back as old farts now in our late 30s, almost 40s. We're in the middle of the 1988 production break of TNG, so in the meantime, we'll be providing commentary for films released during that time which were near and dear to our hearts. Season 2 episodes will return November 21st, 2018, so until then, please enjoy Shore Leave with us. Hello, and happy Halloween to everybody at Two True Freaks. It is Next Generation's First Generation's commentary for the 1988 film Beetlejuice. I'm Patrick Delmore, and with me as always is Sasha Shouties. Hello! We have got the largest group ever assembled to do a commentary for a movie, on uh, our show at least. There are six of us here. Oh my goodness. To my left is Amanda, appearing for the first time. Hi. That's your left. I think the I'm audience right. I think the audience can tell that's obviously <laughs> if you can see clearly me. from the podcast. <laughs> Next to Amanda is Mark. Hi. To my and actual left, we got uh, <laughs> Nigel. Hi there. Who is practically our semi-regular co-host. Yay! And then, of course, is Jem. Hello. The wonderful, magical, ever sparkly. <laughs> Often imitated, never duplicated. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so here we are. This is Beetlejuice. Yep. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. So we're watching this off the 10th anniversary DVD. Or no, the is it the 10th anniversary? Maybe it's the 20th. Oh, it came out in 1988, so it would be 20th. It's a 20th anniversary DVD, so 10 years old, because it is 30 years old this year. And we've got subtitles on, so you will not be hearing the movie. You will just be hearing our voices. We are way more interesting than Tim Burton. Which is, yes, I agree. Unfortunately, we're not as interesting as Harry Belafonte, who we will not... Oh. If you hear the beginning oh. strains of uh, Deo as we are here in the chapter menu, you, you, the, you know, and the are going to hit enter. You know that is my uh, go-to song <laughs> for karaoke. Deo! Deo! So we'll give it five, we'll give it five, four, three, two, one, and get started. Five, four, three, two, two one. one, hitting enter on chapter one now. Whoa. So quiet. Yep. Look at that. You can even tell yeah. it's it was done on film. Yep. Look at that. Oh. It, because it's a, that's a nice grainy grain there. Yeah. Yep. That's probably hand-drawn and not uh, CGI. I'm, I was going to say I'm surprised that for the 20th anniversary that they didn't try to do anything to jazz it up a little bit. You, you can't emulate that grain. <laughs> and this has well, you know, one of the most iconic scores of any film ever. This is when Danny Elfman was just getting started. It was kind of exclusive to Tim Burton. This is Danny Elfman? Yes. Yep. Yep. We got the drums and I think this is his this is Alex's second one after Pee Wee. Yep. I was a big Pee Wee fan growing up as a kiddo. Mm-hmm. 
This no, looks almost like out. Vermont right here. And this is nice. actually Vermont. Oh, it's ah. actually Vermont. Okay. This this is actually Vermont. If, if, eventually they make the crossover. Okay, well that's good to know. Well, you called it. Hey, yep. well it's because like of Vermont. the covered yeah. <laughs> Sylvia Sidney, no longer famous. I never knew. Robert Goulet has Dick Cavett made a bit of a camp uh, comeback. Here's the cro- you can tell us make a crossover now. Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yes, we're now looking. We're now panning we're, we're, over we're a model. Getting, yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. Yep. You wouldn't have known that otherwise. Yeah. I'm That's sorry, a model. Pretty seamless. Oh, model. Mm-hmm. This is before uh, Tim Burton got his regular costume designer. Music composed by Mr. Danny Elfman. That's a beautiful pan shot there. Yeah. You, you would mm-hmm. not have known. I wonder how much it cost. Yeah, I still can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they yeah, even they have really good. Yeah. 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 The cracks <laughs> in the road. Yeah. No, there's the model. That's yeah. the model. All right. That's the model. Okay. I was going to say that no, pile there's... of lumber looked really convincing. <laughs> <laughs> He was in the shape of that, that uh, toothpick. Oh, man. man. <laughs> but, I mean, look at that realistic grass. <laughs> well, that kind of... Thinking that the real thing was fake yeah. <laughs> makes the fake thing look worse. Looking, looking at this house, uh, a big thing that was in Ohio growing up, so there are a lot of old churches. Mm. And uh, people would sell these churches and convert them into homes. In fact, uh, if you remember Alice's Restaurant, that song took place um, in in an abandoned church. And one of my dad's favorite camera stores back when we used film was in an old church down on High Street in Columbus, Ohio. This guy, he's going to throw a spider off a three-story window. (laughs) He's going to be fine. He looks so young there. I bet you I did that better than any of my six other brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Lemon, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on vacation. What's now? What's that actress's name there? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. She yeah. reminds me of the female lead of Groundhog Day, even though it's not the oh, same person. Andy McDowell. A- Andy McDowell. <laughs> yeah. They're on a staycation. Staycation. Yeah. They could have gone somewhere, but they decided to stay home. And work on this house. They just bought that house, right? Yeah. What is that? Look at how newlywed they are. (laughs) Yeah. Look at all that blush she's wearing. I mean, 80s. Surprised she doesn't have a gallon of blue eyeshadow on her. (laughs) That looks like a tab commercial right there. (laughs) (laughs) And now they've got it up to scope. What else can we sell? Oh, that's just X-rated right there. Well, someone's at the door. Gotta well, the big, the big commercial that a guy like Alec Baldwin invented at the time would have been a dandruff commercial. Uh, yeah, <laughs> snow, Silson Blue. Yes, yeah, Snowflake on his shoulder. <laughs> Remember when they would do the, the, the have this guy washing his hair with two different types of shampoo? Yes. Side yeah. tickles. Do a line right down the middle. It's like, this side tickles because it's working. <laughs> this is... A relative of theirs on some level who is also a realtor who really wants to sell this house that they just Wow, two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's all I can buy you a ten foot apartment in Seattle. Fifty million dollars now. My folks sold their house in two thousand five for about fifteen 
50,000 more than that. Wow. Uh, not bad. No. And they did not live in that nice of a house. It was a, actually just a, just a rambler with a uh, attached um, rec room on it. Oh. For $310,000. But I remember the, that, wi- that window shade like that. My grandparents had that on their back door. Huh. Mm-hmm. I like the little blinds. I like whatever. this guy's... Uh, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> what is up with this woman? She can she... crawl on the surfaces of walls. <laughs> <laughs> she is that spider he threw out the window. <laughs> Don't you realize? She, she's tra- transmorgified herself into... Spoiler. <laughs> so this came out in 1988, and I guess it's considered a comedy fantasy. I was trying sure. to figure fantasy. out... Yeah, I was trying to figure out like how to classify this film, because um, as some commentary that we'll have a little later about you know how sexually appropriate this film was... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's some scenes in here where, like, I don't know if I caught on to that as an adult. Uh, but it's just, like, it's it's funny, but it's not quite for kids. Like, I sure saw it when I was younger than 10. I yeah, me too. I had a hard time placing this film. Well, did you ever ride in a Volvo that looked just like that? I definitely did. <laughs> now, it wasn't yellow, but it was... But boy, I rode in a lot of Volvos when I was a kid in the 80s. <laughs> the okay, stop bragging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I all I had was a Pinto. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. We had a Volkswagen. Oh, that's the dog I that mean, kills everybody. Hmm. A real Snoopy. <gasps> Random. Let me just polish my... Now, this didn't make line. sense to me on the rewatch of the movie. So, they're the Maitlands, this couple. Okay. And the hardware store is called Maitland's Hardware, right? Okay. Oh. But they don't ever tie it to this family other than that there's this huge sign that says Maitland there. <laughs> this, old, this old guy out front is great. Just He like starts telling this story. Alec Baldwin walks away, comes back, and he's still telling the story. And he just takes story. some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right down to his goddamn shoulder. No, I think that's the barber. Probably. Uh, the neighboring business. Yeah. I'm thinking okay, that's so his that shop. Is his place. I get it. I yeah. think he owns that store. Alec Baldwin does? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because he didn't pay for anything. I guess he just walked out with all of the... Oh, no! Yeah. Snoopy, oh, no! Right. This is where we realize really quick that Tim Burton likes dogs a little too much. <laughs> oh, it's not Snoopy. I thought it was a beagle the whole time. No! That's a little, that's a little shaggers. A little ragdoll dog. All right, there's no way this car could have gone over. I'm sorry. This yeah. is a great shot, though. <laughs> Stay right there. It's a really good movie. No! Well trained. Yeah. They could have easily been able. You would have easily on. been able to survive that. But. We wouldn't have had a movie. Yeah. I wonder. If, hey, they have a bumper sticker on the back. I wonder what it said. It says the dog says yes. Two down. Nobody likes a bloater. Cuckoo. So you were saying this was. Uh, Right after Pee-wee's Big Adventure, huh? Yep. And right before Batman. Right before. Oh, Batman Forever? So we never or figured just out the first, how first, first, the first Batman. Batman. Right, yeah. okay. Which I would love to cover on this podcast, but there's not as big of a gap between seasons of Next Generation, so I don't know what they're going to be able to fit that. We'll in. have to force ourselves yeah. to do it. <laughs> So they're so, talking about this fire that they don't remember being on. Her, 
Her hands just lit on fire. And mm-hmm. The sky are... is red. Yeah. <laughs> so they're odd. Yeah, they're just trying to explore their environment and figure out what's what's going on. Have you ever done that where you've woken up and you weren't entirely sure of your surroundings? Like you wake up in the afternoon and you think it's early morning, or I actually had that. I was staying with my my sister and she had this great white noise machine in the room I was sleeping in. And wow. I would I would actually I don't usually do this. I would go to bed like I. Like, when I was so sleepy, I couldn't stay up and just fall right to sleep. So every time I woke up, I had no idea where I was. So we missed a little bit of good uh, stop motion there with a uh, sandworm. Yeah. Sandworms are great. Very typical Tim Burton movie Mm -hmm. artwork there. And they do not reflect. I have a horsey. Nay. They're vampires. Good enough. We did not suck enough of that old man's blood. (laughs) Handbook for the recently recently deceased. (laughs) That's a great book. <laughs> At least they have nice little welcome pamphlets. Yeah. Uh, who wrote That's more than I expected. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> film? Or no, the who book? wrote the book? The book. Recently deceased. It didn't have an author on there. Oh. I don't think. Oh. Well, I really think that uh, Mr. Baldwin... Oh, handbook had for the, the recently deceased press. Uh, <laughs> I think Mr. Alec Baldwin there had the better, uh, better luck in which outfit to die in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's. I mean, that looks like something that's a, that's a old very nice little my, on the prairie. Mm-hmm. My father wore shirts like that at this time. I actually had one of his shirts at a blue and black checkered shirt like that. I used to get. I used to get a lot of traction on the uh, online dating sites because I had a picture of me in that shirt. She really? Would, yeah. Huh. What was your target demographic there? People, no. People would yell at me outside car windows because I wore that shirt. That was an old, old shirt. I don't know what happened to it. Must have been a good shirt. Holy cow. Yeah, look, no, it looked nobody's just ever like, yelled at me for any of my shirts. It looked just like the one Alec Baldwin's wearing, except it was okay. blue and black checked instead of uh, black and white checked. Yeah. Nice. Did they yell at you because so they thought you were a movie star? Yeah. No, they were like, oh, yeah. you'll be like, great shirt! <laughs> and it happened more than once. Okay. It was usually in the U District. Hmm. Okay, so we've now... We've now actually turned over. We're watching Beetlejuice read the obituary, so he's yeah. looking for, he's looking for new, fresh meat. I guess yeah. you could say. Please welcome yeah. the Metlands. Cute couple, look nice and stupid too. Train mishap brings us Francis and something. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of, kind of like this. I don't know, like a little more levels to it, but but kind of like Rumpelstiltskin, you know. Kind I think that's exactly what Sasha oh, was yeah. saying, that it was oh, yeah. like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How great would it be to have ghosts in your house that dusted? That's <laughs> <laughs> dusty. I wonder if we have ghosts. <laughs> just, ooh, I'd be okay with that. It's just like, so what was that noise? Oh, this place is so much cleaner. <laughs> I want a couple of ghost Go methods. Because then they do everything quickly. So now they're dead. They're going about their lives. What was he doing? They're going about their yeah. He was he was creating a he was creating a, a funeral scene for himself. That was a terrible parking job. Did you see that? <laughs> How do you? And what's the deal with like the little girl, the little girl version of that lady? She doesn't really get a lot to do. I wonder if she was like somebody's kid and they were like you need to get shoehorn her into this movie somehow 
And the impression mm. we get is that she's going to be the same age as Winona Ryder's character later on. Mm. I miss that. What did it say they won't do? <clears throat> it said can't... It they can't communicate with the living. Okay. Because he was trying to flag them down, get their attention. Got it. You know, this book actually is the first introduction to a post-death government. <laughs> because That's this true. this whole movie revolves around their rules that you can and cannot do, <laughs> or actions you can and cannot do, and a whole bureau to help you. Ah, look at that! That was a good trick. A little physical comedy there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she falls down. That's great wallpaper. <laughs> but anyway, you you you're watching these people navigate a bureaucracy and trying to get around it by hiring. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, this the lady. fantastic Catherine O'Hara. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother in Home Alone. Yep. <laughs> really? Well, for yes. sure. Star of the uh, star of the current running TV show Shit's Creek. Oh yeah. yeah. Now we yeah. see this guy a lot. Jeffrey Jones, who uh, yes. I don't know why he's not in prison, but um, <laughs> uh, why? you can look that up. Isn't he a child molester? Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That was no certain, was certainly an accused child molester. But yeah. Again, he's not in prison. He did, so. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> he does sometimes. He Deadwood was after all of his accusations. Oh, he was a big character on Deadwood. Oh. Little gasoline oh, blowtorch. Yeah, he no was problem. the newspaper man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lydia. And here yeah. is oh. Winona Ryder. There's um, our, our emo I believe girl. <laughs> she was 16 or 17 here. Mm-hmm. Well, this was it. And again, bigger, this was after Mermaids. Right? A bigger hmm. yes. Oh yeah. A bigger star now than she was. Well, she had she had her her time in the spotlight, but now she's the star of one of the biggest shows on yeah, Netflix. She's looking at all the weird stuff around here, but the fact is, she's seen Stranger Things. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Her mom's pretty strange. <laughs> I guess that's true. A little bit of Wes Anderson POC uh, window dressing. This guy just wants to emulate a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He's completely relaxed after ten minutes, and he's just he's yeah. he's fresh off of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's right. And here is the guy that the actor that does so much footwork in this does not appreciate it, Mr. Glenn Shaddix. Yes, as the interior designer. Who, Look at those shoes. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he reminds me of an early Tim Gunn. Yes, make it work, Tim Gunn. Do you know who Tim Gunn is? Yeah, Project Runway. Oh. Well, Glenn Shaddix pretty much only plays this character. He's on uh, Carnival, and he's kind of a... um, He's kind of the guy that's trying to keep uh, the preacher in check on there, the city representative. I I have a lot of like for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Winona Ryder. I think this is only like her third acting gig. This before or after Little Women. In, Beeble- in Beetlejuice. Oh, well before Little Women. Yeah, because she also had um, Edward Scissorhands, which was right. two, two years, two years, from years now, later, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Burton was pumping him out. He did this yeah. Batman the next year and Edward Scissorhands the mm-hmm. year after that. So she had Lucas, Square Dance, then Beetlejuice. This is literally oh. her third job. So this is before Mermaids? Mm-hmm. Wow. I Mer- know that. Uh, then it's after Beetlejuice. It was 1969. Heathers. Great Balls of Heathers. Fire. Heathers. Yeah. Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. 
Edward Scissorhands, then Mermaids. Oh, I didn't realize Mermaids was that late. Oh, great scene coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that cappuccino oh, oh, was so not great. done too well. So they found. So she found out that there nice. were ghosts. And uh, Gina Davis and um, the I forget his name. Alec Baldwin. We're talking about how. Oh well. I think it's cool that I'm a ghost, and Gina Davis is saying, I don't know if I'm okay with being a ghost, so they're kind of going through that right now. Mm-hmm. This is also good social commentary just on how absurd the new big city culture is versus home to hometown mm. values. Well, you, you gotta love, like, <laughs> he's wearing, like, a completely acceptable <laughs> suit, except that it's got red buttons for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> So they can't see them because they're ghosts, yeah, or correct. because their their tricks aren't working. Because they're ghosts. Okay, but there are times when Beetlejuice can be seen. So well, there's well, there's he's better a, at his yeah. job. Oh, okay. I'm surprised how quickly it took for them to be okay to kind of do this whole ghost shtick. Yeah, and they're not they, freaking out that they're dead. They're they're adapting really well. Yeah. What else are they gonna do? That yeah, wall's getting burned after a while. Yeah. yeah. We're still in, like, what, the first day? So they're just... They bought this house sight unseen. They just showed up, brought all their stuff through the door, and now they're tagging the house to yeah. redesign it. He is the Tim Gunn of interior decoration. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the more that I watch That's him. That's really good visual effects there with the severed head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phone stop. Excuse me while I close the door. (laughs) You should have crop dusted on his way up. (laughs) You might not see it, but you could smell it. Do you smell that? It's like a ghost farted. (laughs) Ghost farted in the sky. Oh, jeez. Well... Locked door. I guess we won't try to kick it down. We did. We did spray paint and tear everything else up. But oh, there's a locked door. Yeah. What kind of machine could open an old attic door? <laughs> what I like to joke with my patients sometimes is that, hey, you know, you've got a key to this place. It's at the bottom of your foot. <laughs> I always get a good chuckle out of them. So. I'm really, really fascinated. I, I want to learn more about the people who moved in. Like Otho, where, what's his story? Where did he come from? I, all that we know is that he's from New York City. Whoa. Of course. New York City. You made a joke before I could, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there is, this is a huge tangent, but I still love it. In the Simpsons episode where they had the hee-haw parody, one of the jokes they wanted to do was, have like a like one redneck walk up on another one and be like, "Why are you pissing into the back of that watermelon truck?" Because the sign <laughs> says it's going to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great stuff! Yes, right there. yes. Where else have we seen this specific art? Uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, backwards. Oh. Backwards. Large, large Marge time. was pretty much. The introduction of that in oh. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's, okay. Yeah. That that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it scared the shit yeah. out of a whole generation of kids. Yeah, no, they did a very good oh, job the of... Yeah. 
But I'm going to go back to everybody's playing a stereotype of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I really think that Lydia here has really helped uh, <laughs> lock in the... Um, Look at how goth she is. Yeah, goth, thank you. Where are the roots of goth? Mm-hmm. Where? Where? Well, well, it started in the 80s. It did. I always thought it was an offshoot, like an artsy version of punk rock leather. A little, yeah. So, it like, uh, I don't like the music, but I like how you draw or dress, so I'm going to get some eyeshadow going on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You're meaning gothic people, right? Because, you know. Not the religion. The architect- yeah. Okay. yeah, not gothic, gothic architecture. Yeah. Her earrings can also double as salt and, sh- uh, salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> Was that Duffy's Chinese takeout? <laughs> well, he was, she was talking about, I can't believe that we don't get any Sichuan around here. We only get Cantonese. Wow. I like that she's wearing a glove in her hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking that she's wearing a glove as a headpiece. I was trying to figure That's out what genius. that was. <laughs> so, what's her... Uh, Catherine O'Hara is not Winona Ryder's mother. She's her stepmother. Okay. And I just, the only reason I can think of that she would have married uh, Jeffrey Jones there is that he must be, like, ridiculously rich and incredibly willing to spend mm-hmm. money on her because they don't really have any kind of a tight relationship because she's super annoyed with him all the time. Mm-hmm. They're, mod- they're modifying the uh, sun porch that they already had. Really cool sun porch initially, and now mm-hmm. it's really bizarre. There'd be a lot of uh, waterproofing to have that sun porch work the way that they want it to work. There's the stack of split wood. It's nothing more satisfying. So there must that that how that whole house must be heated with wood because you wouldn't be able to run a gas main all the way out. Oil, there. oil is what they do. Oh. In fact, uh, we were we, that draw. My wife and I, Jem and I go out to New York every now and then to visit some friends in the winter, and power goes out quite a bit, so a lot of people will have uh, oil or solid wood fuel up there. So we're setting up who Beetlejuice is. Yep. We're getting there. Yeah. But I, I love those drawers. <laughs> you can, those are those are pretty easy to buy now. I don't know if they had to design that for the movie, but <laughs> you'll see the you'll yeah you'll see chest of drawers like that all the time. Well, this would have been the second movie we've watched in the series where they design furniture after the movie, like the the piano and big. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh. Uh, this guy is just really ready to appropriate oh. some culture here. My home. This thing was scary. I was ready to appropriate culture when I woke up. That doesn't seem <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's where the kitchen is. It's kind of it's kind of a shining thing, because so that came in the window of the kitchen, which is way upstairs apparently. But when but when the real estate agent came, they were on the that kitchen was on the ground floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good to have two kitchens. True. That's it's a big house. Here, here we go. Lydia just saw them for the first time. Yep. She's like, what the heck? Great hat, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Lydia and Wendy Adams would make really good friends. They played sisters well, they, they and were sisters in Mermaids. Oh, yeah. oh. No kidding. When, when uh, uh, yeah, uh, Christina Ricci was like six years old or something. Oh, right. 
Well, when did you say oh, mermaids? No, well, that Sasha, nineteen ninety. She would have she would been, been older than ten. Yeah, yeah, older than ten. Because um, she's the same age as me. Yeah. Christina Ricci. Yeah. She's nineteen eighty, right? Okay, then I guess she's older than me. Yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, I thought she was nineteen eighty because I remember being sixteen when they had the big Christina Ricci is eighteen and she's starring in the opposite of sex and it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's not. Yeah, yeah that's up, not creepy at all. Hands Thanks, up, guys. who remembers the opposite of sex? <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, this guy's going to run out of supplies. Skeleton. He's going to have to buy more, except he can't. <laughs> but can he order in? Can you use the telephone for your ghost? This is a great commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> The best little whorehouse in Texas. Yes. Wasn't that the big thing on the cartoon, though, that you had to use a special phone to call Beetlejuice? Probably. Yeah. Okay. This guy... L- look at the way he's standing. He just, you know, it's like, buy a used car for me, please. Yeah. You're making a mistake if you don't. Well, the way that he talks <laughs> sounds like that. He's way less entertaining on mute. <laughs> Act now! Free! He's, like a He's just person, yelling so much. Pre-demon position with every what? Exorcism. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Like Bloody Mary. <laughs> 30 years from now, I'm going to be making Spider-Man movies and you're going to be playing <laughs> Donald Trump on a sketch comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I'm sorry, Gina Davis. You're the only one here that doesn't win out. <laughs> no. It's it's so sad. She's such a talented woman. Yeah. She really is. Right after um, Freaks and Geeks ended, she had uh, the Gina Davis show, which had, uh, what's his name, the main kid from Freaks and Geeks. Oh. Is um, in that. Who? Not Jason Siegel. No. Um, the kid that played Sam, who wrote um, Spider-Man, which kind of a weird connection. Oh. Yeah, he was one of the writers of Spider-Man, and yeah. then, um, hmm. and then what's his name? Oh, I can't. The guy that was the star of the the Rocket, the Disney's Rocket Man, where it's kind of the Gomer guy that goes oh, to uh, outer Harlan, space. Harlan Williams. Yeah, Harlan Williams was on that too. <laughs> they had a really great joke out there where they were trying to advertise some kind of a um, like a cure-all, and he's like. Oh, we should get Keith Richards to do the <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> this is great. A doorway into another dimension. I, I do lo- love this. I loved that when I was a kid. This is one of the best. I used to try, best, like, try that all the time. I was going to ask if you went around with a piece of chalk trying mm-hmm. to get into another On the playground in school, yep. She's one of the, one of the best doorway bits uh, in a in a movie from the 80s right after Labyrinth. Ooh. Uh, Labyrinth was only two years before this? Yeah, it was 86. I was could not yep. sit through that movie. Hated it. Because you, wow. you watched it as an adult, not as a kid. Because because Probably. you hate goodness? Look at that. Look at that. Point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was way more into the Dark Crystal. Okay, fair enough. fair enough. So it's like it was a Coke or Pepsi choice for me. Yeah, all right. This guy. <laughs> the sweater he's got on, he's way ahead of the ugly sweater movement. It's amazing. I, oh, I can't wait to get down to the Yacht Club. 
Yeah, he was wearing ugly sweaters before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Birdies. Creeper. That little child is not a bird. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's not a bird. <laughs> Can't you see? I was looking at. I mean, relaxing. Yeah. It was a bird. Yeah. It's like, I have to go. Jennifer no. Gray is going to be at the mall this afternoon. <laughs> Did you just. Yeah, this is so strange. You're going to find out he's actually into robots. <laughs> okay, blue screen. Oh, no. <laughs> Before that. They were just Do you see that as blue, it. Sasha? No, no, okay. that was... That's making sure. My thinker Some wasn't people working. Could. Oh, I love okay. this. Yeah. The woman who got cut half. in half. This guy at his head. head, yep. You can see he's like a big game on uh, Choke on a ball. Choke, yeah. Oh, goodness. yeah. The, choke, the that, chicken that choked him. Yeah. <laughs> uh. There's the bureaucracy. Takes yeah, the take number. it again, yeah. <laughs> Why are you not on the set of Star Trek? Actually, I was getting Fifth Element flashbacks there. Yeah, yeah. She was a Miss America. I don't understand, though, why she's green. But did she die? Oh, she no. slit her wrists. Oh. Wouldn't she ble- be blue, then? Just Tim Burton having some fun. Okay. Doing like he does. The D90s. The name of the form. Joe versus a volcano was another good one. Oh, yeah. What year was that? I think that was 94. 95? No, it couldn't have been 94, 95. Was, yeah, that. before that. All right, what's this guy's story here with the in the bag? He's the... Uh, it's, a, a, it's a shark, isn't it? It's not a bag. No, there's the a guy, guy on the left. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's going to try to break in. Oh, and she finds the buck. That's right. Oh. A model. That's so cute. They shot this movie on $15 million. Wow. Oh. It made 73 Okay. I'll point know. it out when they show the scene that I was like as a little kid. I was like, I need to see this movie. Oh. What were you going to say, Jen? I was just going to say I don't even remember that it was on the big screen. But apparently oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was a big deal, but... I was only just, you know, I was six, so I was only just coming around to the idea that movies played in the theater. I probably mm. hadn't even seen ten movies on the big screen but when I was six. Yeah. All I can remember is a re-release of The Rescuers. How smoking's bad. Mm. Well, it almost oh, looks like oh, that, Groot. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't lung cancer. Yeah. Oh, he died in a fire. Yeah. Well, that was the big thing back there. They told you, don't smoke in bed, remember? Uh, yes. Yep. I did definitely see Rescuers on the big screen. Oh. And um, so I know I know that by this point, as far as movies I'd seen in the theater, I had seen E.T. in a later release, like in 1984. I had seen Aristocats. Oh. And I had seen The Great Mouse Detective. And those are the only ones I could tell you for sure that I had seen in the theater. I'm not positive when that... Um, 
Rescuer 3 release was, but I do know I, I know the circumstances under which right. I saw Rescuers was my friend Andrew's birthday party. There you go. I, I think I remember that. saying it during The Land Before Time. That was the first big movie that I remember seeing in the theater was The Land Before Time. I know yeah. I didn't see that in the theater. That was watched in my friend Eric's basement over and over and over again. <laughs> and yes, there were a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, Germany. Yeah, a lot of pretending to be dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. This guy's funny. Right over by the Yeah. I wonder how hard it was to place him for a job in that office. Okay, I'm flat. All no. I can do is... Actually, you can do a lot. Slide right through the crack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are very intricate pulley system. Huh. Well done. That boss has got you hanging on a rope. I love this hallway. Mm-hmm. This hallway was a big player in the uh, cartoon. Yeah. Like, behind each door was... An adventure, if I remember correctly. Oh, you don't want to go in there. That's the room of lost souls. No, is that Abe Vigoda? That looks no. like Christopher Lloyd almost. It's not Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. No. Oh, exercised. Yeah. Well, that would mean that there is a god. Yes. Because exorcism is... Because they're somewhere. They're not nowhere. There's like, you can literally open a door and find them. Oh, did you see the doghouse in the back? Yeah. This was right around the time that um, Family Dog, which was Tim Burton and Brad Bird's thing, was on um, Amazing Stories. They did a relaunch of that one, I believe. Oh, and they They are... They're back in their house? But things have changed. The time for the dead is not the same as the time for the living. It's the upside down. So it down. could have been a few months. <laughs> yeah. That is just terrible. I love it. It's very uh, Melania Trump. Ooh. What, uh, the White, yeah. House, White House. Oh, this her. lady. She's she, great. Yeah, she was a great character actress. My mom got really excited. She was in this movie. What's her name, Sasha? You got the pad in front of you. Oh. As, Boy, Ju- as, as the role of Juno, who is their caseworker. Yeah, so she's a social worker for the yeah. for the dead. Carol Channing. <laughs> you not, have to give she me sounds a- exactly <laughs> like Carol Channing, but it's not Carol Channing. Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> like with the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> Jane Arajuno, Sylvia Sidney. Oh. Well, that's who we were talking about at the beginning, that she never went in. Oh, you gotta look at at her picture. Look at that. Yeah. She's a cutie. Yeah. Back in her day. Well, she's a cutie there. Yeah. Look at that hair. Look at all that uh, jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) She died on July 1st, 1999. She lived another 11 years. Died of cancer of the esophagus. Oh. Huh. Oh, no. How can you this tell movie, with her this voice? <laughs> this, this movie is no longer as funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Put that well, cigarette. <laughs> it makes me think it's of... It's not cigarettes the killer in this, but they do they do make fun yeah, of she it. Sla- she slashed her throat. As you know. yeah. She was in movies such as Through Different Eyes, City Streets, Madam Butterfly, 1932. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Sabotage thirty six. She was 
Man, she just had Alfred it Hitchcock from one. 27, 1927, all the way up until about 1956. She was very active. Huh. Nice. And then she kind of slowed down in the 60s and picked right back up in the 70s. She's in uh, Cop Killer, 1983. Now Nebraska. she's telling him all about what the deal with Beetlejuice is and the lighting is. He was apparently she used to be her assistant. She her last movie was Mars Attacks. But she's also what? a Tim Burton one. She's in Martha Tower. Oh, yeah. She was the, she was the grandma of it. Mm-hmm. He has oh. to go get him. He's playing the moose call. Good old... Uh, that one? Yeah. yeah. Good old uh, good old Lucas Haas. Whatever happened to that guy? So he kind of got off the movie. Uh, the Beetlejuice was her assistant, right? Yep. Yep. So that's how we know why Beetlejuice does all the tricks. Is right. because he he's he's worked the system on the inside. There's the, a guy he was he was her protege. Yeah, that's a bad theme for movies. The 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 uh, protege kind of running off and doing their own thing with the master. I'm getting a big Star Wars vibe here. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh yeah, this is where he eats the fly. I didn't. That's a great fly. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Well, if you're going to find a movie fly, you have to find the best But best it's, it's funny because, like, <laughs> yeah. the close-up grass is not anything like what the grass that he's actually used for that model looks like. <laughs> Zag nut bar. Incredibly, Incredibly crunchy. crunchy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. No. <laughs> the fly <laughs> held me, held me <laughs> And like I, like I said before, the grave is spelled, you know, beetle, beetle geist with a G. Mm-hmm. Robert Oh, this guy we don't see too much of in this film. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a big actor. Well, he was yeah. a big singer. Yeah. That was another famous uh, Saturday Night Live skit. Robert Goulet of Red Ships of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea here is they're trying to sell the town, redevelop it, mm-hmm. make it a... Uh, a place for New Yorkers to come and vacation. Well, yeah. I love that his the backdrop for his office, the cityscape, is like obviously not a real city. It's just a <laughs> model like lit up. You know, I bet you could buy those kinds of wallpapers. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Put yeah. in your office. Oh, yeah. They sell them at Party City. Puts. Puts. Oh, man. Which is weird because I, I think if I were to have like, you know, some film or, or something over my office window, I would want Robert Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his other credit of note that I really like is that he was the singing voice for the fat kid in uh, Recess. Yes! Oh. <laughs> I was just thinking about that kid. <laughs> well, here, here are the uh, the Maitlands trying to scare Jeffrey Jones with just a sheet. It's not working. Nope. That's pretty bad. That's that, that's a hack job. When it goes, those are yeah, that's like those are nice sheets so. too. What, so they're trying to figure what out what in the how world to is she those. watching, and yeah, why would I'm, you want to have that painting in your bedroom or have your bedroom painted like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy is passed out. Oh, she thinks her parents are having sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. 
No, this I, is even grosser. I will maintain... <laughs> I'm a child for God's yeah. sake. I will maintain that she that that's the reason that she's able to actually see what they look like is because she's a virgin. That she's a virgin? Yeah. Oh, that's a she's able to say is yeah. that like a, scream rules. Is that a yeah. ghost rule? <laughs> yeah, like uh, you can see the ghost. Like what's it called? Yeah, like oh. um, like unicorn rules. Like unicorn rules and um, hocus pocus. Oh, oh, I forgot about hocus pocus. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you're not, you're it's not so missing good. a whole lot. What? what? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> raves about Hocus Pocus. It's really good. You'd love it. <laughs> Why are you taking pictures of your parents and their weird like, <laughs> Because she's trying to be like, thing. stop having sex <laughs> while your kid's here. No feet. So they took pictures and she is... Oh, she's going to call him on it. You guys are ghosts, aren't you? That's weird. The makeup is... uh, Pale? Around her eyes, though. They're trying to make it look, like, really sunken. She's doing that. She's she's doing that herself, though, the character. Right. Although, I wonder, like, how much of that Tim Burton forced upon her Mm. to do. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think uh, she just sunk her people. eyes back. Right. Yeah. That's a really good question. Oh, that that has to be explained somewhere, and we missed that. Why she can see them? Well, she no. read through the handbook of the recently deceased. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. She's explained that. She I am the sign myself and it's strange and unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Gomez Adams also <laughs> says hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying her and Wednesday Adams would get along really well. Actually, I could see her hooking up with cousin It. <laughs> yeah. So now we have to ask ourselves: Now what? If you just we're inhabiting a house that you no longer own and you found an ally. What would you do with that ally? Get to know him, I guess. I, I think I would just fast forward to the end of the movie, you know, where, where it's just like, hey, let's hang out and have a good time. There oh, by go. the way, spoilers. I will, I, I will say that I really, really appreciate with all the stuff Beetlejuice is going to do that especially Gina Davis and somewhat Alec Baldwin, continue to refer to her as a child and a little girl. Yes. <laughs> well, she is a child. Exactly, they, they, but they're, she's they're going to get treated like a sex object a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're trying to protect her yeah. more than her parents are, more yes. than her actual living guardians are. Yeah, that is unsettling. <laughs> Her, her, any her ghost them? parents care more about her than her living parents. Hmm. Makes me want to learn a little bit more about the the Beetlejuice uh, cartoon, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Well, the the Maitlands were not on that show at all. When they no, showed her parents, it were the Dietzes. That's true. So it's like an alternate yeah. world where yeah. being married to Beetlejuice is a positive thing yes. for a child to yes. have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Lydia, she... So I watched the cartoon before I watched the movie. And I thought, oh, here's Lydia. She's kind of in charge going through all, all these adventures. Kind of 
having Beetlejuice in tow along for the ride. And I watched the movie, and not only does she not really know who Beetlejuice is, she's betrothed to him and has to go yeah. through this terrifying zombie ceremony. Yeah. And it's like, what? So it... The, the the two concepts did not connect at all. There's the house. Oh yeah. Okay, we found the little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> the Which flash was created lights. by uh, Juno to distract Beetlejuice. I love no, how the whorehouse isn't there yet. I love how she blames him for building this whorehouse. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He yeah. didn't. He didn't. It's not there yet. See, he didn't do it. Uh, we'll Ju- see it in a second. Yeah, Juno, sa- Juno says later on she put the whorehouse there. Mm. So. I thought this was a cool concept. The early version of uh, SimCity, they had uh, an option where you could build the town and then you could drive around in a car in the town you built. Hmm. I always wanted to do... You know, I'd have to do the you know with the unlimited money thing, but do a version of SimCity, <clears throat> city where you have like there's a the part of the city that has like all of the power plants and like all of the workers and like tracked homes and there's no roads, there's just like rail stations, and then like it's just com- and then you have like all of the nice stuff with only a couple of houses and like mansions and the governor's mansions there, and literally that entire worker section has a whole. But boundary around it that all that it is is police stations and just see how that game would play out. I think they made a movie out of that. Oh, yeah. It's called Escape from New York. Or um, that one thing with the Taylor Swift song. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The Death Match with Children. Oh, yeah. Battle Royale. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Hunger Games. Games, Yeah. So, but Battle Royale. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice strata there. <laughs> that looks really good, all the pieces of cardboard. That's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, they're already dead, so what would it hurt to open up a grave? That's like knocking on someone's apartment. Yeah. That's a good shot. Well, kind of dressed like an angry bus driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't pay your fare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do we know how he died? No. I think we can guess. I was saying I was saying that before. He looks a little herpetic. You know. <laughs> He's got meth mouth going on, but this is before meth was a thing. Not really. Well. well so this guy is things. Really inappropriate with the ladies. Oh yeah, he's so, the he's the Bugs Bunny of older guys, I think. Bugs Bunny was not evil. Either. Yeah, Bugs Bunny was like a cartoon what? Groucho, Groucho <laughs> Marx. <laughs> I mean, he he mangled a lot of people. He did, but he wouldn't like do it maliciously. Yeah, he never like grabbed women and. Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. That's he, he only he only kissed people in self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, Pepe Le, Pepe Le Pew is the... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Man, he's got, he's got the eyeshadow topped out right there. He says he lived through the Black Plague. 
Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. He's been dead for a while. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe Ooh. those are uh uh what's the, the plague lesions? Bu- bubos. Yeah. The bubos. Ugh. What a weird little jack off motion he just made. Well, that I was think any time a dead guy does it, it's weird. <laughs> that yeah. scary thing from the back where all the snakes shoot out of his head and they scream was one of the big scenes he's yeah. for the movie. Oh, terrible. Oh, yep. So, why did they make this guy a womanizer? To, to make him creepy. He's I even mean, he, creepier. He is the bad guy. He, so, is the, he is the villain of this movie. So, I'm going to propose a concept here. Was it appropriate... As a, as a form Jesus. of comedy to womenize people in the 80s. To womenize? In the 80s, they're like, oh, look at this. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it was a form of comedy to see this person try to hit on people and, you know, molest these these people. They're like, oh, you know, 80s. They don't mean anything by it. Ha, ha. Right. And I think it was more just common, a, but yeah. it wasn't right. more appropriate. Right. Yeah. No. And it happened more and people couldn't say hey, this hurts my feelings. Right, <laughs> right. yeah. And that's why I brought up that, you know, our our final commentary we were going to record was going to be The Naked Gun, and after watching uh, Maggie Mae Fish's video, I'm like, we should maybe do Hairspray instead of The Naked Gun. Yes! Because, <laughs> the na- I mean, The Naked Gun, We actually, Sasha and I watched it without doing a commentary, mm-hmm. and there's... Um, Stuff. There's some stuff. That movie. Yeah. Um, like grabbing a woman's chest to stop from falling yeah. off a building, and it just plays right. like an awooga sound. And then he like tears like the statue penis off a statue and chases mm-hmm. the lady around with it. Did and, he just grab himself? He yeah. Did. Yeah. That was his yeah. nice, uh, nice no, fucking model. I, I'm, I'm telling you, insensitivity is a form of comedy. Well. You know, in these older but films. But here's the thing: totally like, well, even, you go, even now, you even go back now? to, yeah. you know, Bugs Bugs Bunny is a good is a good example of this. Is that it's like that still that still plays. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny is not overtly sexist. Groucho Marx is doing the same thing, and he's not overtly sexist. Well, it, I mean, in in certain places he is. I mean, and and but I mean, he he calls attention to it. You know, when he does, per se. Terrible, um, terrible uh, homophobic dig that they're going to make at Glenn Shattuck's in a minute here. Oh, no. no. Where he says something about um, seeker into the paranormal and the lady next to him goes, is that what, you're, that what you kind are calling yourself these days? Wow. Well, yeah. Oh, there yeah. it is. Is that what you're calling your kind these days? <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying. There was another. Um, Those are great. I had never yeah. thought of this about this in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off either, when he's dealing with that uh, that waiter at that restaurant with the Abe Perlman, the Sausage King. Yeah. Where he has that line: "Tolerance is what allows Ferris Bueller's says, tolerance is what allows people like me to accept people like you." Jeez. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. That was Pee Herman, by the way. Waiter. No, it wasn't. And Ferris Bueller, no. Yeah, he was. The sauce Abe Perlman, The no, that's not Pee Herman. Huey he Herman might be in that movie, in that but movie. he's not. He's not the maitre d at that restaurant. He's not the maitre d. No, he was one That's of the waiters. Yeah. So. yeah, I can believe that, but he's not. He's not that maitre d that they mess with. Oh, I thought he was making a dig at the French. <laughs> so this is another. This is another one that uh, that Maggie Mayfish mentioned that they're 
I'd like to have here now, because we've had the sound off, Harry Belafonte has been playing through this entire movie, right. and now we are about to have a Harry Belafonte um, lip sync dance, which, um, yes, the, the uh, subtitles have confirmed it is in Harry yeah. Belafonte's Let's get voice. a little bit of it. Yeah. Because yeah. this is such an iconic scene of this movie, yeah. where they're all getting possessed. <laughs> They're looking for the the part that really freaked me out about this scene was the shrimp hands. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> they must have had a lot of fun filming this, though. Where'd they come up with this song? That's what I want to know. Isn't it about slavery? No. Raffi sang this. My first exposure to to Deo was Raffi. No, that's true. That's that true. Doesn't he necessarily does. Mean yes. that Wait, what's Raffi? Raffi came I after. After <laughs> Deo, Fonte, yes. Yes. But the song's about packing fruit. It's about packing fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Being forced to pack fruit for work without being paid for it. Yeah, and you're speaking it in a. I want to say a. a an accent that a worker might have of the time. Of oh, the Caribbean. Yeah. Who was maybe shipped there yeah. from another country. Maybe. <laughs> Against his will. Maybe. I think I think that's it. But. Yeah. But I think, did you bring up what uh, Maggie May did where you know, they have these these white people singing the song and the person that's that provided the soundtrack oh, is never here. Ooh. You never see anybody. Right. Yeah, she calls that scene the There it is. Right, yeah. Which I, well, that, that doesn't seem... Is that... So is it blackface... Any time in the eighties that uh, that somebody lip syncs to Michael Jackson, right? Yes. I mean, exactly. Yes. That's why I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're you're yeah. pretending to yeah. be a black person without, you know, yeah. honoring yeah. his existence as a human. <laughs> you know, you like the right. work, and you know, you take the face away from mm. the work. That's that's true. Okay, I love how they had to send the child upstairs to tell the ghosts that their prank was not funny. <laughs> but he lo- but Jeffrey Jones loves it. Yeah. Oh, they they found it entertaining, but they it was not the point was to get them out of the yes. house. And now they want to monetize it and turn it into a theme park. That seems pretty That was another thing my mom loved was those shrimp hands. <laughs> Just screamed laughing when that happened. Well, I mean they just they cornered the Halloween market right here. Here's how we set up the spirit store. <laughs> These paintings they have. We could start a movie or a TV series called Unsolved Mysteries. We could send these ghosts out and we could videotape them poorly. I got the lawyer just kind of mm-hmm. elevators into the conversation there. One of the greatest talk show hosts of all time, Dick Cavett. This guy right here? Yeah. I never knew who he was. Yep. Yeah. So what did he talk about? He he was the famous interviewer, like all these great interviews with musicians and actors. Hmm. Uh, he had the Muppets on there one time. It's one of the funniest things ever. It's from the it's from the seventies, so right at the simultaneous height of Sesame Street and uh, the Muppet Show. 
There's a great Bert and Ernie bit where they're getting ready to be on Dick Cabot. Bert's all like, puts on sunglasses. Dick! Baby! How are you? <laughs> 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 so the ghosts are refusing to come downstairs. I think this is a weird reaction where all of a sudden the house guests think they're full of it and want to leave because the ghosts don't want to come down and talk. But then they... Wasn't that scene around the table? They got they all got possessed. Exactly. Well, that's what's so weird is that they left after witnessing all of right. that. Right. Well, they can't produce the the ghosts. The ghosts won't, won't work with them. Yeah. So people aren't mm. interested in working with them if they can't wrangle their clients. Mm. I'm still stuck on the oh my gosh, there are ghosts in the house part of the conversation. They, they're over it. Yeah, they're, they've accepted it and moved on. I like shots like that where it's like four people like crammed into a tiny space all trying to talk. So he said he was a child monster, huh? He had, he had, he had kitty porn. That's what they caught him. Oh, man. Might not, have that, might not have acted on it. Doesn't matter. Well, just having it. Yes. Kind of says too yeah, much about yes. the quality of the person. Does not matter. That's why I get really upset about learning about cele- celebrity lives, is because it ruins a lot of roles and things for me. Like, let's use the Michael Jackson thing, for example. I can't really feel too great about the stuff, you know, the music that he made, knowing about the stuff he did. So here we are. They're looking around. This is the first time they've all been upstairs, right? Except for Lydia. She's been up there. In the attic, yeah. Yeah. I read a really depressing um, letter by a guy that was a famous Canadian broadcaster that was acquitted on all charges, but he started the whole Me Too thing. And so he decided to write this letter about, like, what he had gone through. And he's like, and then, and it ends with, like, and then I met this woman, like, on a train. And it's like, I, you know, she was talking about you know, music she liked. And, she's, and I'm like, I've, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I've met all of the musicians she's talking about. But this time, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to just listen to her and not offer to have sex. And I'm going to shake hands and say goodbye. <laughs> it's like, okay, guy. Ooh, good for you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> so Ortho found the book. Yes. I bet you you can find that book now. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm surprised with all of the Tim Burton stuff that they did. I mean, it was all mostly centered around Nightmare Before Christmas, but that that wasn't one of the things that came out like a, um, at least as a dust jacket, maybe. Ooh, the minister has changed. This is a terrifying scene. Mm -hmm. The... Man, I remember this as a kid. I thought the... I thought the hand shrimps were weird. That's great, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right? That actually becomes a piece of art later on that she makes. See, look, he's checking out the... (laughs) Again, it's... I couldn't even watch that when I was a kid. (laughs) Aw. Hey, fat boy, where are you going? scary. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. That is a great pattern for the floor. 
I was expecting the whole movie to be really scary as a kid. Oh, and, yeah. And it was kind of nice that, like, it never really yeah. got to that point. It just boiled down to about three main scenes. Right, yeah. Like, Ghostbusters was actually scary at some points, if you were Yeah. But, hey, they've got oh, something in common. <laughs> oh, that's a great floor. You're absolutely right. He should be, <laughs> he should be dead. See, that's just pervy right there. Oh. Wait, Beetlejuice is a bad guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand why she's angry when they explained to her all along the intention was we're trying to get you out of our house. Oh, well. Because well, she's, yeah, te- she's a teenager. Well, they're torn. So the, the, the two characters here, they're torn now because they want their house, but they don't want to hurt these people. You bunch of losers, how dare you interrupt a professional while at work. Yeah. So I have to would have to ask then, why are they so why are they so intent on staying in their home? Why can't they move on somewhere else? You know, ghosts. Like do you have to Oh, yeah. that looks painful. And then we're we're coming on uh, on the uh, the thorny joke here. The thorny joke. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the thorny joke. Oh, you'll see. Make my millennium <laughs> again. I don't get it. Now, oh, well, he's very old. Yeah. Yeah, it was nineteen nineteen eighty eight, and people were making a lot of millennium jokes. See now. See, he's he's feeling very anxious. Uh huh. See, when I first watched this, I thought he created this building. Yeah, yeah. me too. But as it was explained a couple times already that uh, the the social worker created this. Hey, look, it's librarians. Huh. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, there are well, many apartments there. The inferno room. Why did you build that? See, she totally yeah. shames them. And they're back in the office. I love this conversation here where it's like, stop it calling me coach. You survived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dumb football players. There are quite a few movies that have the end of life bureaucracy. Okay, I see. Uh, you've got, you've got. What was that one animated film with the the Mexican kid who played the guitar? Oh yeah, Coco. Coco. Yep, Coco. That was pretty good. Oh, there's I a like really that. good uh, Japanese live action movie called Heaven, where mm-hmm. it's all just an office like that. There's another like Japanese series uh, that. Uh, at the very end, the main character dies, in quotes. Um, uh, and, and yeah, it, most of it is just her going through and, and just being like, oh, this is really boring. What do I do? <laughs> it's just like, well, it's, it's mostly bureaucracy. Just, <laughs> just, just telling people, you know, what they'll be doing after they die. Like, which is more bureaucracy? Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me once I played with Lucid Dreaming. Oh, yeah. Where you can, with the right amount of 
journaling and meditation, yeah. you can actually have, be aware of your dreams. Mm. And I was bored. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Like, I, fl- I flew around for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I broke some things. Like, any stu- I was young at the time, like 20s, 21, yeah, 22. Yeah. Like, I just lacked the creativity to do whatever I want in the sandbox of the world. And I actually remember sitting down and playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I think my subconscious took over because then I had lost control. When I started playing the video games, probably my brain was like, come on, Sash. That's the best you can do. Really? I'm taking the stream over. I love that they actually put the sun porch into action. It seems like Otho is just living in the house. Yeah. Oh, he's the consultant. Oh, the anguished teenage letter. Suicide letter, right? Right. Yeah, that's another she one. Hates, that... She hates ghosts so much that she's going to become one. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It would have been cool to see her, instead of wearing a veil, like, drawing the veil on her face with uh, eyebrow pencil. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's the style at the time. Look at that handwriting. It's terrible for a 17-year-old. 17-year-old in anguish, though. <laughs> yeah. This is true. You, you think with someone so emotional that you, you'd think they'd write a little bit more. Again, I mean, yes, the, the two of them happened to die falling off the Winter River Bridge, but it's not a far drop. It looked like maybe six feet off that bridge. Yeah. And it was not particularly deep. I'm trying to figure out what's in the background. Not there, but uh, Juno's view. It looks like a movie theater almost. Oh, he's got to change his face. Oh, this is a great... I loved as a kid. Yeah. What's that other... It was a very uh, spy versus spy kind of a face. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is that the white spy and the black spy? Mm -hmm. Reminds me of that Michael J. Fox Ghost Hunter movie. Oh, um... The Frighteners. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was good. I gotta watch that again in October. That's really strange. <laughs> ah, <you agree? laughs> With the glasses. Well, you know who, oh, it's great. Who the other star of uh, The Frighteners is, Sasha. It's Jeffrey Coombs who plays Wei Yu. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. The, you know re- the reanimator himself. So there we go. The football team's back. Who wears all their gear in a bus when it crashes? You'd think the guys with the helmets would have survived. Right. Oh, well. There's your suicide note. This is Maitland. I want to read you this letter. Oh, well. We can read it later when I'm dead. It's like there's got to be a stylist there that's in love with playing with her hair. You'd think she could confide in them. And then it turns out Otho is the one that does her hair. (laughs) So she finds Beetlejuice. They never talk about how she's going to kill herself, right? No, she's just going to jump off the Winter River Bridge. Oh, right. right. Maitland's died. So these two are having a conversation. He realizes Lydia's his way out. you got to say my name three times. Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin. Mr. Mitzelplick. 
Freud Leiven! <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, that uh, waitress song is coming into mind, Jim. You'll never ever get rid of me. You can try. Is that you The Waitresses or from the musical Waitress? The musical Waitress. Did you ever see that, Amanda? Mm-mm. Oh. oh, it's great. We went to see it last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, is that the Paramount? So these two are negotiating. She wants to die. No, she wants to cross over to find her friends. And Beetlejuice wants to get out of this weird little purgatory life of his. I so striking out a deal? I would say the good alternative to this movie would be like in you know, if you if you were like, I can't handle, you know, how much misogyny is there in the Beetlejuice character, but I I like the idea of like teen girl in a weird house. I think your alternate is Coraline. Yeah. Because you have, you know, kind of the Tim Burton imagery and Minimade. <laughs> God, I remember when it came in a carton like that, too. They just yep. have the, the uh, was it Minute Maid? No, it was Tropicana that had the ads where they were trying to stick the straw into the orange from mm-hmm. the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to do that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did manage to do that once, you know, and, and try it, and I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, the the juice was pretty good that I got, but I mean, there was a lot of pulp in it and a yeah. little bit of rind. Yeah. So you, you needed to to do it the right way, which is you know, crushing it with the palm of your hand right. against your hand. <laughs> you can buy um, masks like both of them have. Oh yeah, display in costume. It's a good uh, good couple's theme there. Yeah. I wonder if it was their their bodies there doing that, or if oh, they just I'm had sure. stunt doubles and then had the voices. Well, you know, the if you're paying them to play the part, you might as well give them the mask. Yeah. Barbara, don't! <laughs> now they're scared. <laughs> figure out how to fix it. We still have the nose. Okay, so that was the contract. You're living. You want to be dead too? Nobody. <laughs> like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually treat you like a kid that I care about. Emphasis on care about her. Where sorry, your parents don't. Yeah, yeah. Like her stepmother thinks she's a nuisance, and her father is completely oblivious to the fact she exists, which is yeah. somewhat worse than. The stepmother thing because potentially she potentially she could have you know an ally and a stepmother eventually because stepmother acknowledges her. You know who Alec oh, Baldwin reminds this me of great. right now? Yeah. Uh, 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 John Arbuckle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of Garfield. Well, except he had a nose just then. So they're believe it or not, and I I can't imagine they're going to make any money out of this. You guys, most of you know I have all of those, like, Peanuts hardcovers. They're, like, the complete Peanuts oh, yeah. from the beginning. Uh-huh. They're trying to do that with Garfield now. Like, the Garfield, <laughs> no. like the Garfield books we had when we were kids. Yeah. But they're hardcover. Jim, oh. Jim Davis is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I vaguely found it funny when I was a child. Now, you know who didn't blow up, which I thought would, was Calvin and Hobbes. I'm actually... I'm um, going to transfer to that complete Calvin and Hobbes set because it has commentary by Bill Waters. I had all of the books, but some of them are really old. Oh, he did a commentary. Yeah. I know he's really super inclusive for a long time. Yeah. He's worked with uh, Berkeley Brethed, the guy that does Bloom County. Mm-hmm. They've done a couple of strips together recently. Oh. But um, I was actually uh, making a joke today about Berkeley Brethed, the guy that does Bloom County, that it's like it's like, here's one of his jokes. It's like, Red's Previs got indicted. And you'll see, uh, what's his name? Opus go, what? I have a bet penis. I don't want to get indicted. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Red's Previs. It's like, do I need to get a new conditioner? <laughs> Who's that guy that... Died a few weeks ago. Uh, he also had a mustache. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. He reminds me of a Burt Reynolds. Not at all. He's a very yeah, classy. He's, he's a legitimately classy guy. Mm. Burt Reynolds? No. no. Uh, <laughs> Robert Goulet. <Robert Dulle. laughs> they both have mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I guess I don't know the world. <laughs> Well, they found the the manual. They found the Chilton's manual to the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, look at how much more legwork uh, Glenn Shaddix does in this movie than Michael Keaton does. He nobody knows what his name is. He moves the plot along. (laughs) Yeah. Well, really, he's he's the quiet antagonist because he tells them to remodel the house. He tells them to build the. Uh, amusement park. He tells them to do the seance and try to restore uh, the uh, the deceased couple. Yep. This this scene here kind of made me cry. Oh yeah, yeah. this was this was, was so sad. This was hard this to was watch as a kiddo. When when I was watching this, there's a part where they're fully actualized in their bodies in their wedding gowns, and then they start aging and dying and falling apart. And there's this really sincere look of love between the yeah, two characters yeah. that just... I remember watching lovers. that the first time. It's like, wow, that's love right there. The other unfortunate thing about Glenn Shaddix oh, is no. that um, Jack Black is now Glenn Shaddix. And it's being much more successful at it than Glenn Shaddix ever that is oh. That is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jack Black is good. But, yeah. but I mean, Glenn that's Shaddix cool. is Glenn Shaddix. Easy effect to do, super cool to look. Well, that it rose up and had like legs inside of it yeah. that looked pretty neat. And this also good where he reaches for the doorknob, he realizes he's fading. Oh, that's some that's some good effect there. Their yeah. face just turning. Now, I, I want to ask about Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark multi-face. Is this about the same time? Raiders was about oh, it was 10... A little before yeah, that. not... Um, I was Raiders 80, 1980 or and that, 1981. And that was a wax figure, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there was the cut, it cut from a human to just a melty piece of wax. 
not to say they do that here, but I I like the practical effects. Yes, we we see a lot of those. In fact, really, this era is kind of the farewell of practical mm-hmm. effects as oh, CGI they're, is they're, replaced they're coming by coming back a little bit. You uh, think? Yeah. Well, the last Star Wars movie had practical effects. I might as well uh, put in a put in a plug right now on uh, nepotism. Check out uh, Rocketmen, which is on Amazon. Should still be on Amazon Prime at the moment to watch for free, which is an awesome uh, Seattle-based superhero adventure movie that is all practical effects. You get to see giant robots, people flying on rocket packs. Amanda, you saw this. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, super sad. But look at that. That's all. That's all makeup on Gina Davis, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, he made Corpse Bride, which is an awful movie. I was reading an interview with Michael Dorn just today to tie this into makeup. He uh, He's a little upset about characters that are in too much makeup in sci-fi. Mm. Because then... What you alluded to early, it could be anybody in the mask. You're yes. not giving yes. you're not giving credit to the actors yes. mm-hmm. and how they're acting. All all that you can really see are their eyeballs. And so even though he liked the role he did, he thinks that too much makeup kind of steals away from from the actor's ability to to do their job. So I thought Beetle that was in his tuxedo. Yeah. That's great. That's a classic tux right there. Now, you think they're going for like a yeah? Do you think they're going for like jail jail uh, inmate look there? I it never occurred to me. Or like Carney, Carney, Carney. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we are we are right abutting the scene that they showed in the preview that I saw as a kid and was like I need to see this movie and it was probably I mean Pee Wee's Playhouse was on at this point. And I didn't know anything about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I didn't see Pee-wee's Big Adventure until Mm -hmm. I was in my late teens, actually. I'd seen Beetlejuice many times before I ever saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure. But this just had the feel in the preview of something to do with Pee-wee's Playhouse. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, You saw they showed this in the preview, and I was like, I need to see this movie. And that's what it is. It's it's that Pee-wee's Playhouse kind of feel. And there is a, on the very top of that, that is Jack Skellington up there. <laughs> I just rem- I just realized that in every scene, before a major scene starts, uh, his <laughs> wardrobe gives away what's about to happen. Huh. So Beetlejuice, when he got the thorns, he was very horny, and <laughs> right. then transitioned to the whorehouse. Yeah. And the, when they first dug him up, he was in a tour guide outfit, and he kind of gave him... The tour of what's going on here. Oh. He is dressed as the carny, and now he's the uh, this weird little carnival game thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have no idea. We never see them again. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> they could be dead. Could be, and probably are. If they were dead, wouldn't we see them in the waiting room? <laughs> uh, that's the point. Yeah. Right now. They're in the Lost Souls area. Oh no. <laughs> Well, now he's sizing up the situation. Oh, knocks them out of the way. He doesn't need them anymore. He wants a bride. But it ain't going to be him. Poor Otho. (laughs) There's a great suit here. Now I've got... uh, (laughs) 
Robert Goulet singing Impossible Dream in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that he that Otho was actually wearing that Elvis costume underneath his... <laughs> uh, Looked like a lot of fun. He's a never nude. <laughs> never nude. <laughs> Some asps. Though I have to say that this dress that Lydia's going to be in looks great. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That is That's terrible. <clears throat> Well, what's cool about Lydia in that dress is that Neil Gaiman, when he did uh, Sandman, when Morpheus finally died, Death is wearing and has her hair styled just like Lydia. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. It just occurred to me Beetlejuice is wearing a, uh, a Ron tuxedo. Remember in the Hogwarts dance? Oh, yeah. And Ron had to wear the dress up. With the frills. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what absolutely. he's wearing. Again, very cool. I keep on thinking back to this 1970s uh, Hercules. Or is it the Olympians? Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Thank you. Yeah. Where you had like the Medusa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great stop animation. That was all... What's his name? Yeah, that was really informative. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burton? Was that how it is? No, no. I think it was it was something Corman, I think. I, I like this uh this preacher the here. Potato preacher. Kind of fly man, yeah. <laughs> Don't say the B word. My arms go up and they go down. I am a puppet. I love how he's kind of rash- rationalizing what's happening here. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> now here's some stuff I like. Oh, <laughs> oh. Not, not this, but how he's going to stop uh, Gina Davis in a minute. Really had a, had oh, an effect, yeah. a heavy effect on me as a kid. Mm. Well, she's it's like... Well, <laughs> Creepy. This neat where he tap dances yeah. at the beat. There you go. <laughs> it's not him dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I could almost see this going down like a Broadway play. That'd be pretty Oh, they cool. made a musical. It premieres yeah. in yeah. the next month. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Beetlejuice, the musical, the musical, the musical. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like that. Here we go. It's like my... Uh, Sherlock Holmes <laughs> musical that I made up when I was a kid, which is called Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Is that what you're talking about? Where he puts yes, the metal yes, plate the, over the, his the, the zipper lips and then the metal yeah, plate. Yeah, it's real creepy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a lot of dominating of women trying to speak for themselves. Yeah, especially in advertising of the past 20, 30, 40 over the past century. Though I like how she comes back riding the sandworm. Mm-hmm. How yeah. she how she got that to happen. Like how how does she transfer that into the living world? Right? That that should have been like well, the here's, cut. Here's the thing where this is why that works. Is that they would go into the the nether the nether world and come back 
And every time they did that, a lot of time had passed. Right. Mm. So she could have been there getting that sandworm ready for quite a while. Oh. There we go. So just training it for months? Yeah. Okay, Bessie, now that I caught you. Still, here's what I need you to do. It's in the living world. How do you... Do you uh, need me to continue to stand here? I'm a little puppet man. Well, Beetlejuice has now just become the man who cannot be named. Yeah. Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. That fireplace always reminded me of uh, the MTV commercials. And this was actually a uh, a plot point in the Beetlejuice TV show is that she went to this Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. She wears her own... The they have a dress code, but not a uniform. You will notice that everybody uh-huh. has kind of their own right. style. She's got like a blazer and a different skirt than the other girls, so it's not completely draconian. And she's back. They can't leave the house, so it's her job to bring supplies to them. Oh, did you get the paints? And they took pictures of the new house. Look at that. <laughs> And she is emo no more. Yeah. Oh, well. All, all it'll ma- come. <laughs> yeah. All the makeup oh, yeah. cleaned off. You don't really have to be emo when your best friends are ghosts. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm going to be so living. <laughs> it's going to knock you alive. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I was telling Amanda, I think that the... Kind of the takeaway from this, like, is... Uh, just die and let live. Oh. <laughs> well. Well done. <laughs> I suppose. I, I, I'm not happy about I like it. The, I like the end of this because I would not know what the song Jump in the Line without this movie. It's a great that's, song. that's true. This was the first time I, I'd heard it. This is a good song yeah. here. We'll, ter- we'll, yeah, we'll have it play us for the whole, We can do it for yeah. the end credits. Yeah. Thank you, white director, for, you know, introducing me to this song. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> or he likes it. Yeah. Art in America. Oh, she got published. This is great. <laughs> oh, there she, she seems is. seems really okay with this. <laughs> well, it's not the first time she's done it. Work, 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 Sonora. Working all the time. She looks let's, happy. Let's bring the let's bring the football players. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we have some play football players for this Catholic schoolgirl. Wait a minute. Did I just say that? You did. Oh man. <sighs> Back okay, to we... school I go. But I mean, important. To... You know, importantly, Beetlejuice gets punished here. That I like true. to believe that his head never gets any bigger. And yeah, the cartoon series is in an alternate universe. Where Beetlejuice is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, nine, what's that, nine trillion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this guy uh, doesn't look culturally appropriate. I don't have that much of a problem with him. I mean, he's a head shrinker. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I, it's car- I don't have to have it's a, a car- with it's a car- it's a It's a cartoon. <laughs> and, he wi- and, he wi- and he wins, too. It's true. He was, it's true. Yeah, he wins. He, shrink- he shrinks Beetlejuice's head. He, shr- like he shrank that white game on his head. 
If we were punching down, it'd be one thing. If I read an article, it turns out, yeah, that was a white guy with bronzer on. Yeah, then I'll be bothered. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, we're yeah. back to the dancing person. Woo! Okay, wait, that witch doctor never acted again. There they are! Look at that! Yeah. His name is Steve, Pumble and he players. still works at Rite Aid. <laughs> If you no, ask, he work at yeah. If you ask him if he was the uh, witch doctor in Beetlejuice, he will tell you that he is also a uh, pharmaceutical assistant and get you whatever you want. <laughs> well, friends, that was Beetlejuice. Yeah. Right. Thank you for spending a good hour and a half with us. We really enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing you on our next installment of Shore Leave. Do we have another one coming up after this? Um, so this is coming out Halloween. So Halloween. It'll be, so it'll be the next one after Roger Rabbit. We got two more. Definitely uh, Alien Nation. Yes. And probably um, Hairspray. Yeah. Apology, apologies to those of you who we told we were going to do uh, the Naked Gun 2. We, we decided to abort. It yeah. was fun to watch, but we realized this it's too edgy for us. Yeah, and we're it's, not comfortable uh, with it. It was, again, it was Maggie Mae Fish's idea. All credit to her. She was like, no, you need to, you know. Hairspray was released a month before Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. It did the, you know, it did the Deo thing and actually showed, you know, what it looks like for white people to sing it. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, let's let's look at hairspray. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And please remember to take a look at uh, our friends' webpage, uh, Two True Freaks. You'll see an awesome variety of science fiction, comic book, and general uh, general general, uh, general geekery. S- geekery and silliness. I recommend uh, highly Jag Eyes and Jedi's with uh, Chris Honeywell and Hope Mullen. And Mark's Mess. We haven't talked about them. Mark's Mess is a great show. It's not on uh, Two True Freaks. Mark Mark Adams, I gotta say, and uh, I I hope that he's listening to hear me say this. Mark Adams is, to me, the, uh, the British Mr. Rogers. What? He is a, no. He is a, he's a he's a Presbyterian minister. Does he change his shoes when he goes? He to probably the house? does change his shoes. He's a Presbyterian minister. That's great. He um, he's teaching his daughters all about geek culture. He is very you know has shared things about you know peace between uh, Northern Ireland where he's from and um, Southern Ireland and. Um, I just, I just think he, he's an all-around great guy. He was one of the, he was the first person to respond when I said, you know, let's do hairspray. He said, you know, I've got hairspray and I haven't watched it yet, and I'd love to hear you guys do a commentary, Aww. which I really appreciated. And his, he's got two shows. He's got Mark's Mess, and he's got a show where he talks about what his uh, grandfather went through during the First World War. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Wow. So, uh, lots of love to him, and I want to thank. You know, in case this guy is listening as well, uh, Scott Gardner is the other uh, yes. the other freak. It's Chris and Scott, and Scott was generous enough to allow uh, Chris to post these on the main feed. And great thanks to him, and a happy Halloween to him and uh, the rest of the Gardner clan. Yeah. And we will see you on uh, the next episode shortly. Yeah.
Well, what's what's our main podcast again? Next generation. Next generation's first, first generation. generation. That's well, right. We will uh, we'll be back with you in uh, November next month. End of the month. Woohoo! Have a great day. We're on short leave between season one and season two, and there's a lot coming on down the line. Seek us out at Next Generation's First Generation at iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Music credits include Electric Car by Poddington Bear. Broke for free, as colorful as ever. Music heard in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Audio engineering by Sasha Shouties. Chief meme maker and episode cover credit goes to Matthew Kirshner. Logo and graphic art design credit goes to David Clawwitter. And special thanks to Patrick Delmore for working with other podcasts to make sure the good work gets out. Do you have a podcast that you think people should be listening to? Send us your promos and we'll play them on the show. If you'd like to email the show, you can email us at nextgenfirstgenpod at gmail.com. I've been Patrick Delmore. And this is Sasha Shouties. Thank you very much for listening.